know what? Let's just jump in. Let's just jump right in. Let's just jump right the heck in. Red pill, blue pill, which because, do you pick? Um, red pill, and I'll tell you why. It why? looks like a hot tamale candy. It does! And that's what I'm gonna go with. What about you? Blue pill. Okay. Because it looks like a blue raspberry gummy candy. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you think that the, the red and blue pills are flavored at all? I would hope so. Because, like, do you swallow it? Or do you, or is it like a chewable pill? I mean, it looks like a Tylenol gel cap. Yeah, but I feel like Keanu's chewing. You think Keanu's going to chew I think he's it? a chewer. Okay. He's not one of those people who mm. just, like, takes a pill. I think he <laughs> chews a little. Hey, you remember that movie that came out with Key and Peele called Keanu that was about their cat named Keanu? I have never once forgotten that movie. <laughs> that is, oh my goodness. It's my favorite thing ever. It's, uh, And not him. at all connected to the Matrix, I would add. But we are all connected but to each other. We all live in the Matrix. Yes, especially so, now. You know, there is, like, a, there is, like, a, a theory, like a scientific theory, that we all actually do live in a simulation. I've heard, and it scares um, me to my core. It excites me. Aw, well, good. I'm glad it's it exciting. It excites me to my peel. Um. Well, it scares me to my key, and therefore... No, because you said to your core, core. so that's like my peel, like an apple. Sure. Like... I was just still excited about... Key and Peel. Well, who wouldn't be? I, I love them. Who wouldn't be? Love them. Um, indeed. As I as well do. Indeed. Also. <laughs> as, as, and to you, the, the self-same, self-same good, good wishes. Aw, <laughs> Tad Hamilton. Tad Hamilton. Tad Hammy. Uh, but we're not talking about Tad Hamilton today. But we should be. But And someday we will be. I, I really like the energy when we're in the same room. I do, too. This is our first time <laughs> since, like, August? Yeah. Oh, my. We, were, we mm. recorded our Camelot episode after the Ren Fair. Because we're nerds. Because we're deep-level nerds. So nerdy that we are talking about the nerdiest of nerd franchises, I would venture to say. Nerd Rope. It's all just about nerd rope today. What? Have you not heard of nerd rope? What is that? It's like... Is it like squid games? (laughs) No. I love where you're going. But no. It's um, like a basically like a Twizzlers or a red vine, Mm -hmm. but it's dipped in nerds. And then you eat that. Mm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I've never had it. Um, I've always had ambitions to have it. I'm intrigued. mm -hmm. I, I would imagine it would be good. Okay. Do you think Keanu Reeves would like it? I think he's in it. <laughs> he's. <laughs> yeah. Is someone knocking on the door? It's is that Anna? Anna, come in. Anna, come in. Is open? Hi. Yeah, come on in. Hey, okay. is that your Target box? No. Oh. We just started. We just started Hi. recording. Welcome. Hi, friend. To the jungle. Hi. Anna just walked in. Yes. And she's really mad about something. She's also radiant, and we love her. She, yes. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Well, we in my room. <laughs> Anna's gonna go play with the cat. Yeah, um, that's fine. He's just over there in my room. If you want, I'm also gonna hang with you guys. Okay. Okay. Like he's sequestered. In yes. The- oh, intentionally. Okay, bye. Actually, can I answer Yeah. All right, Anna's gonna go use the bathroom. Anna's gonna go use just the so bathroom. everyone has an update. Update. Anna, um, update. This yeah. is the best episode the, we've ever our, done. Our, we're a fire. <laughs> 
This fire just, is out of control. The energy. We're going to burn this city. We're bouncing. Burn this city. <laughs> it has nothing to do with our collective exhaustion. No. No. Not at all. No. No. We are not currently <laughs> hanging on by a thread. Nope. Nope. We just got to get through this week. We'll be fine. It's fine. We'll be fine. It's fine. We'll be fine. It's just fine. It's, um... <sighs> But you know what? I think that a really comforting thing about, like, if we actually were living in the Matrix is that, like, if, like, reality would be that, you know, the robots have taken over and, Mm -hmm. you know, we're just worried now about, like, surviving and defeating the robots rather than, you know, going to work and, like, paying rent and stuff. And I feel like that would be a much more peaceful existence. Yeah, sure, you betcha. Yeah, I think... I don't want to worry about 90% of the stuff that I worry about today. Mm-hmm. And they would take care of it for me. Yeah. Yeah, the in robots. A, yeah. Our robot overlords would be in charge of everything. And, you yeah. know, a weight off of our shoulders, honestly. And also a weight added to our sol- sh- soldiers. Soldiers. A weight added to our shoulders uh-huh. in that we're no longer free from the robot overlords. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Yeah. I did want to... I mean, I, if I wanted you want to look space. at it that way... I wanted to make space fine. at the table Yeah, for... I mean, both sides, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. But maybe we should, like... Are, are you okay, Erin? Are you fine? Addie, I'm You're not good? okay. I'm not okay. Addie, are you okay? <laughs> are you okay? I feel like that song has a similar feel to... How you're feeling right now. Yes. Like, it's playing on a constant loop in your head. I am Alien Ant Farm. Okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, Alien is a great movie. Yeah. So, The Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway, The Matrix. I guess The Matrix is okay, too. Um, I love this movie. (laughs) I do, too. These movies. But I think of it as the first one. I mean, the first one holds up really great. Um, the second and third ones... They're, they're still there. They exist. They're there. They're there. Where? Um, Where? Somewhere. Uh, and you know what? I have to confess, I have not seen the fourth movie yet. So Me neither. we're gonna we're gonna be doing that. We're gonna be doing that sometime yes. this week so that we can actually yes. talk so about it intelligently. About it. But I'm really excited I, to I see am. it. <laughs> I mean, we also have the Batman to see. So Oh, we have a lot of things. Oh my gosh. And that that one movie that we just watched the preview for and you're like, Oh that's oh, Sebastian that's, Stan. Yeah, I don't know who that man is. Um so the Matrix. <laughs> Sebastian Stan is Christopher Walken and um, Topher Grace. Topher Grace, who is in "Win a Date with Tad Hamilton." It all comes. It all back. comes full circle. I'm okay. Not, okay. Uh-huh. The Matrix <laughs> is a 1999 science fiction action film mm-hmm. written and directed by the Wachowskis. Of course, it is the first installment in the Matrix film series. Yes, starring. Some actors. Starring some people. You've probably heard of. You probably know him. Keanu. He seems like a gem of a human. Mm Mm-hmm. Well. Oh, is there... There was that one time he came into the museum. Oh, yeah. And asked if he could charge his phone. Mm -hmm. Rhonda, he lives here now. So, be careful. He lives in your house? Yes. Oh. Did you okay that? We're in talks with how it's going to work. (laughs) All right. Yes. You're like um, Ali Wong and Always Be My Maybe. Oh, if only I could be. She's <laughs> phenomenal. And I, I am merely her. mortal. I love her so much. Um, okay. The Matrix. The Matrix. Um, it depicts a dystopian future in yeah, which humanity is unknowingly trapped inside a simulated reality. Ooh. 
known as the Matrix, yes. which intelligent machines have created to distract humans while using their bodies as an energy source. Yikes. Yeah. So in the first movie, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Thomas Anderson is our our yes. hero. Yes. And he uh, uncovers the truth about the Matrix and discovers that you know, humanity is, is trapped in this way. And so he sure. joins the small band of rebellion fighters against the machines. Yeah. Along with the others who have been freed from the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. This, you know, these movies are just, like, I I return to being 12 years old when I watch these mm-hmm. movies. Because yeah. it still seems to me like when I was 12, I saw this and I thought, this is what films are. This is capital <laughs> this is F. This is cinema. This is cinema. <laughs> I, obviously. I mean, I mean, we can have a talk. Who knows? Who knows? It's, a, it's subjective. But, um... I return to being 12 years old, and every time I watch it, I'm a little bit awestruck. I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. It really holds up. It does. This movie really holds up. You know, that we, at some point in this series, will be talking about Jupiter Ascending. (laughs) But I have maintained for a while now that Jupiter Ascending was the Wachowskis' attempt to, in a way, rewrite the Matrix sequels. I'm gonna go ahead and stop you. They, the same people that did the Matrix, did Jupiter Ascending. Yeah. Oh, that's why we're gonna talk about Jupiter Ascending. Oh wow. <laughs> did did you? I've I've mentioned this. I've mentioned Jupiter Ascending in conjunction with the Matrix several times. I just thought we loved that movie. <laughs> I didn't realize what. I love this so much. But Jupiter um, Ascending makes no sense. It's. How did these people make... It's what? beautiful nonsense. Uh, what? And so is The Matrix. But, okay, here's the thing, though. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm still, like, in shock right now. Okay. <laughs> Tell me about the first time you saw The Matrix. I think I was younger than 12. I think I was in, like, the third grade. And my friend and I rented it. And we were pretty awestruck from, so like... like, rated R? Yeah. Dang. Well, that's part of it, right? Like, that's part of the hype. It could have been the worst movie in the world, but it was an R-rated feature. Um, And it was at the time that I was discovering punk rock music, so my brain accepts punk rock music as the only type of music, and this as real cinema. Mm. Um, My friend Dylan and I rented it, and we, like, I remember us having conversations for, like, six months to a year about... (laughs) how good the <laughs> matrix is like we we drank the kool-aid we took the we we entered the matrix mm-hmm. um and then in high school we actually studied it as we learned about the hero's hero's journey oh um, so yeah, that was really fun that. yeah it was really yeah. cool um what about yourself I think my my brother rented it sure. on DVD and DVDs were like really new at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, so like I watched it like with my brother and my parents. <laughs> it was like a yeah. family movie night. Yeah. Um and yeah, like I was like kind of a budding science fiction fan and dystopian fan in particular. And so I think I really I really wanted to see more of, like, the real world that the people lived in, like, outside of the Matrix. Yeah, sure. That was what I, which I think in, 
Like, it's been a long time since I saw the two sequels. But I think that they do explore it more in they those. They do, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I was really fascinated with the whole idea of it. And I, yeah, I really liked it. Yeah. I remember when the, when the, I think when the second movie came out, um, my brother was going to see it at the theater with his friends, but I was still too young to see R rated movies. Sure. Yeah. Yes. 2003. So yeah. Yeah. But, um, he was like, he was going to like a midnight showing and he was like, Rhonda, I'm freaking out. I'm going to go see the Matrix. It's so funny. I yeah. love that story. And then I think he was really disappointed. But that's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's But it's it's The Matrix. This would have been a fun one to go to the midnight release, too. Like, mm-hmm. that's so fun. I'm glad he had that. Ex- even if it wasn't the movie we deserved. Uh-huh. I, I'm glad that he went and saw that. That's fun. Yeah. Well, um... We didn't have a lot planned for this first episode. No, we did. We planned it all. Um, so we I mean, we have well, we have plans for like what when we're actually gonna g- dig into the the different themes yeah. and get really into the nitty gritty of uh-huh. of the influences in here. Um, the themes and the the grammar and yeah, the structural the um, structural integrity, integrity of the film. Of the film. And so today, I think maybe we just uh, we can just kind of like put the put the pieces on the board for what we're gonna talk about later. Sure. Um, before we actually get into it. Yeah. So, what are like the main themes or influences that you are really excited to talk about? I am really, really excited to to deep dive into like the Morpheus mythos and all of those, like the dreaming. He's the god of of like the dreaming realm. So I really want to learn about that and how I want to, I'm really curious if we're talking about like a research question that Mm -hmm. I have for myself, Mm -hmm. I really want to figure out where their starting point was as, like, a writing staff and how they developed everything. Did they look at the mythology first? Mm-hmm. Or did they have this great idea and then feel like it connected? I'm, I'm curious to see what their writing process was. Yeah. Um, and yourself. <laughs> so just Morpheus? That's what Oh, I, I was thinking we could, like... Oh, you want to go back and forth? Okay. Yeah. I, um... You know, I think we're going to have to get it out of the, like, out of the way right off the bat, or else people are going to be like, hey, why didn't you talk about this? But um, Plato's Allegory of the Cave yes. is yeah. clearly, uh, you know, an apt um, analogy. Yeah. I think that's maybe like a middle school level, <laughs> like, reading sure. of the movie. Like, oh, it's Plato's Allegory of the no, Cave. No, but, but <laughs> it's there, right? It's there. And it's very intentionally there, I, I believe. Um, and some people might be a little bit rocky on yeah. Allegory of the Cave. Yeah, so Allegory of the Cave, I'm pretty sure I did actually read Allegory of the Cave when I was in middle school. So sure. <laughs> just a quick rundown, just in case anyone isn't familiar with it. So the idea um, is Plato kind of wrote, you know, not really a story, but kind of like a thought experiment about, you know, this group of people who lives in a cave 
and their their backs are always to the opening of the cave. So they only see the walls of the cave, and so they think that that is all that exists. But what happens if those people turn around and are able to see the whole world outside of the cave? So clearly this is a very... Uh, it's a very clear, obvious um, metaphor that works for the Matrix. Uh, but with that, but, though, I mean, it's a cla- I mean, it's a classic philosophical thought experiment. Yeah. So it makes sense that we're still thinking about this idea. And I think it's kind of like, even though, like you said, we've known about it for and studied it extensively. I think it's still always interesting to have a conversation about Mm -hmm. you know like I personally never lose interest in it Mm -hmm. whenever I'm given it um as my own personal thought experiment right I like thought experience but it's kind of like the trolley problem like yes you can have so many different variations on it and you can apply it to so many different situations like I think allegory of the cave you can really apply to a lot of fictional stories yeah. in some way or another. Like, yeah. it's, I mean, it's kind of embedded in the hero's journey mm-hmm. in a way. Um, so, yeah, I think that, yeah. like, it's worth talking about. One of my favorite anti-bias trainings actually used Allegory of the Cave okay, as yeah. a means to discuss um, racism. That makes which, a lot of yeah, sense. it was really... Yeah. It was really, it was by the um, Mayo Clinic and it was just okay. phenomenal. So yeah, you can use it in all sorts of different ways. Yeah. yeah very interesting. Um, what's another one of yours? I have never dived into Ghost in a Shell. Okay. Um, and I've always wanted to. And I was researching some of the like known influencers for The Matrix and one of them was Ghost in a Shell. So I thought, what a perfect opportunity to learn mm-hmm. more about it. And there are a bunch of other anime influences because, of course, because of course, anime yeah. is always considering sci-fi. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really excited to dive into some of those. And specifically dystopia, I think mm-hmm. we see a lot in anime. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'll like, be really interesting. Yeah. Like, I can already see things that feel similar. So I'm excited um, to talk about that as well. I think, um, specifically, I think that anime does a lot of really groundbreaking science fiction stuff and thinks about things in new and different ways just as a medium. So I think that'll be a really cool kind of deep dive to go on. Yeah. I'm yeah. fascinated to learn about that. Um, yeah. Another um, avenue that I really want to go down is the religious imagery and messaging yeah. that we see. I think that... We, for, you know, kind of a culturally Christian audience, like, there's a lot of very clear Christian imagery and um, kind of themes, but I think there's also a lot of um, Buddhist imagery and Buddhist themes, Buddhist messaging, um, and possibly other religions as well. I haven't super dug into it a lot yet, but you know how I love talking about religion, so... Um, so yeah, that's going to be interesting. I think that we have a very clear Christ figure. Sure. Um, one of the characters' name is Trinity. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty clear. Um, 
I think we have a very clear um, kind of good versus evil theme, which isn't exclusive to Christianity, but it is a very prominent theme in Christianity. So, yeah, to me, the Christian imagery is very clear, but I'm excited to learn more about other religious and spiritual themes and imagery that we see. Yeah, that'll be really interesting. Yeah. Um, Because, yeah, like you said, there are the ones that I can point out just now in my head, but I would imagine that there are other things that I don't even know about that Mm -hmm. are in there, you know? So, awesome. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to get religious here. I also, excellent. I also just want to go into, I also found like a, an article on all the classic sci-fi that kind of influenced the Matrix. So thinking about kind of those first science fiction romps and seeing how they played into and influenced the Matrix, because of course they did, Mm -hmm. you know, so kind of more. Maybe um, even alien. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. If you think about it. I love aliens so yeah. much. Yeah. It's a good I really one. do. It's a good one. I need to rewatch it. Yeah. Maybe even Star Wars. I mean, The Matrix is basically a retelling of Star Wars. I could see that. <laughs> I could I could see that. But instead of lightsabers, they get the code. Uh-huh. <laughs> or sorry, instead of um, the force, they get the code. Yeah. Which for viewers at home who aren't in my living room, oh, but I also made... Terminator. Like and also obviously, Terminator. like the Matrix and the Terminator could like tech could like be in the same universe, right? Sure. Like, yeah. It could be the same. Yeah. Because like that's what happens in the Terminator is that like yeah. it's a future where like the machines have taken over and humans are fighting back yeah. against them. So, like, what if it's the same? Ooh, new theory. So does that I'm sure mean- someone's already probably, like, t- totally has a Reddit thread about it. Sure. Um, so does that make Jingle All the Way also related because of yes. Turbo Man? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, I mean, Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. is who they modeled the Terminator yes. off of because they're like, hey, this guy's Turbo Man, so clearly he needs to be the Terminator. And Jamie. Um, just Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> Young Anakin Skywalker. <gasps> so it is connected to Star Wars. What? You're blowing my mind, Rhonda. <laughs> Are you oh, okay? No, I'm Are not. You okay? I'm still not okay, Addie. Are, oh, Are you okay? Oh, dear. Annie, um, are you okay? Because it's Anakin. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, one um, more. Oh, no. One more avenue we're going to go down. And this is the one that I am going to have to do the most research on and then might decide not to get super deep into it just because it is, like, kind of a sensitive topic, but it's the idea of... Um, the Matrix as a transgender metaphor. So, yeah. of course, the Wachowski sisters are both trans women. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, I believe they were not out yet at the time that the first Matrix movie okay. was made. Yeah. So, I think that there could be, I don't want to like, you know, poke anything that's too sensitive, but I of think course. that there could be... Yeah. Um, a a link there, you sure, know, sure. Um, you know, and and I think it 
in in that light, it might be really interesting to look at that first Matrix movie and then watch the movie that they made as out trans women and right. see right. what if if we can kind of you know see a difference there. So I think that'll be really interesting to look into as well. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what you find out. Yeah. Yeah. I will have to. Do my do my due gil do I can't say it. Due diligence. The first step was learning how to say the words. <laughs> and do my research on that for sure. Um, yeah, that'll be really interesting. Yes. Um. Yeah, but that's that's what we're gonna talk about this month. This is like your ultimate. If you're doing an outline for an essay, this is like your ultimate intro paragraph, <laughs> right? Where you're like, "This is what I'm gonna I say." I kind of like doing this, yeah, format though, I, because yeah. it kind of like lays out, yeah, like, "Hey, this is what we're gonna talk about." So I, in my, as I was teaching college academic writing. My favorite thing to teach was the intro paragraph because it just makes so much sense and it mm. just like steadies you, you know. So, so therefore, I'm happy that we did one. Today. Which is maybe more like a table of contents. I like that. Like a like an annotated table of contents. I like you know? that. Yeah. 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 So that's what we're gonna. That's that's what we're doing this month. Yeah. Um. Yeah. These movies are cool. Mm-hmm. If you haven't rewatched them in a second. You should rewatch them. Yeah. They're, they're, well, maybe, the first one. I'm going to say the first maybe one. Maybe we should do that. Or maybe we should... Rhonda, don't tell them that we okay. haven't done that yet. No, We're I mean, I, no, done. I mean, like, maybe we should watch the, um, we should watch the fourth movie. Yeah. And live tweet it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Maybe we'll do that. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll let you know. March. Yeah, we were we'll talking you know. about... Yeah. 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 We'll yeah. let you know, listeners, when we're going to live tweet Matrix Resurrections... Yeah. Tweet, tweet. And it will be effin. I couldn't figure out what word that was. And I was like, what? I don't even, I am, I don't know. That is how we officially say fun. Effin. Effin. I was trying to say it in an Italian accent. Like effin. Okay, um, we should probably go now, because we need to go to dinner. I'm worried about us. <laughs> yeah, um, well, we love you, or if that's moving too quickly, we like you. At least a little bit. Or if that's moving too quickly, who are you? Hello, nice to meet you. Hi. We're watching The Matrix and talking about it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, we'll see you next time. Go find us on Instagram. Sometimes we post there. Yeah. Sometimes we don't. When our brains aren't falling off. Uh-huh. Sometimes we do. <laughs> In the weeks that we don't, you know, just know somewhere a wild Rhonda or a wild Aaron brain has, has appeared. Uh, indeed. And yeah. uh, that's all for now. So we'll catch you next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye.